0: The foreign minister of Tuvalu pulled out of a United Nations conference on Monday after China forced out three Taiwanese participants. Tuvalu minister Simon Kofe was on his way to the event in Portugal when he decided to withdraw in the protest against Beijing.
1: Taiwan's government thanked Tuvalu for its support, saying that China had once again exposed its evil nature.
2: Among Taiwan's diplomatic allies in the Pacific, Tuvalu was the first to establish formal relations with us. We truly cherish this friendship. Taiwan and Tuvalu are both warm and kind maritime nations. On the international stage, Tuvalu has long spoken up in support of Taiwan. Last Monday, President Tsai Ing-wen
3: accepted the credentials of Tuvalu's new ambassador and thanked the Pacific nation for supporting Taiwan. This week, Tuvalu once again backed Taiwan in the face of Chinese oppression. Welcome to the United Nations Ocean
0: Conference.
3: The 2022 United Nations Ocean Conference opened on Monday in Portugal. Tuvalu had organized a delegation that included three Taiwanese members. According to foreign media, China demanded that Tuvalu remove its three Taiwanese delegates, threatening to revoke Tuvalu's credentials. Tuvalu's foreign minister, Simon Kofi, decided to withdraw from the forum in solidarity with the three Taiwanese delegates. He was en route to Portugal when he decided to pull out in protest against Beijing.
2: The Taiwanese authorities have long played petty tricks in the international arena its so-called personnel debase themselves. By serving as the followers of other nations in the attempt to squeeze into the UN Ocean Conference, they are only demeaning themselves. We emphasize that China's arbitrary suppression of member states only exposes its evil nature once again. Our government will continue to cooperate with our diplomatic allies and like-minded nations to keep China from expanding its malign influence in the UN.
0: We must take bold, alternative action today to secure tomorrow.
3: Last November, Tuvalu's foreign minister addressed the United Nations COP26 climate summit while standing knee-deep in seawater. The speech highlighted what Tuvalu was doing to address rising sea levels and other climate change issues. Kofi made global headlines and has since been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. He's now making waves again with this show of solidarity with Taiwan.
1: The Chinese Communist Party has chosen a group of quote-unquote Taiwanese delegates who will attend the 20th National Congress. According to Chinese state media, party members of Taiwan Origin met last Sunday to elect representatives.
0: The delegates were urged to vote in line with party principles at the 20th National Congress, which is expected to grant a third term to Chinese leader Xi Jinping. Over in Taipei, Taiwan's mainland affairs council said that the so-called Taiwanese delegates would never be recognized by the people of Taiwan.
2: Party members of Taiwan Origin should take the lead in learning the party's overall strategy for resolving the Taiwan issue in this new era. They should maintain a high degree of consistency with the party's central leadership on major issues of principle. About a dozen Taiwanese delegates stand in
3: neat rows. Last Sunday, Beijing concluded a meeting of CCP members of Taiwan Origin. China's top political advisor Wang Yang attended the the meeting where he urged the group to lead by example to reject Taiwan independence and embrace unification. The purpose of the meeting was to elect Taiwanese delegates to the 20th National
2: Congress, which will be held at the end of the year. Autocratic political parties often play this game. It's just like when the KMT came to Taiwan and found all these people from Mongolia, Xinjiang, and Gansu to serve as party representatives. It's an utterly senseless charade. They are not nationals of the Republic of China. How can they be called Taiwanese if they're only of Taiwanese descent? China is just deluding itself. At the Yuan National Congress, delegates are expected to confer a third term
3: on Chinese leader Xi Jinping. As in years past, the National Congress will include a select group of Taiwanese delegates whose names will be made public. Since the 19th National Congress in 2017, the list of delegates has been released only after the conclusion of the meeting.
2: The most ridiculous thing about it is that these are so-called elective representatives of Taiwan, but nobody knows who the candidates are, and nobody knows who was elected. Since these delegates do not truly represent Taiwan, they also do not represent democracy. China has long used these so-called Taiwanese representatives and CPPCC members, people who are not Taiwan nationals, as tools for political propaganda against Taiwan. They attend various relevant meetings and cooperate with the United Front's rhetorical campaign. They will never be recognized by the people of Taiwan. The official said that Taiwan law forbids nationals
3: from holding positions in China's Communist Party, its government, or its military. Violators can be fined up to 500
0: a large taiwanese delegation in the u.s to attend the annual select usa investment summit the group is led by national development council minister ming Mingxing, who stopped by a washington think tank on monday to give a speech
1: in his address he hailed taiwan u.s relations as the best in nearly 40 years
2: we are here mainly to participate in the u.s investment summit Minister Without Portfolio John Deng is having discussions with the U.S. Department of Commerce about the U.S.-Taiwan Initiative on 21st Century Trade. Taiwan and U.S. relations are at their best in 40 years. Taiwan is the most important partner of the U.S., not only in terms of democratic values, but also in terms of industrial development.
1: The minister listed four major areas in which Taiwan and the U.S. can strengthen their partnership. These are semiconductors and microelectronics, communication networks, advanced computing and artificial intelligence, and space technology. He said Taiwan and the U.S. should deepen their ties through technological collaboration, professional training, and mutual investment. Manufacturing firms say they're stunned by the government's plan to raise power prices. Starting July 1st, electricity rates will go up by 15% for heavy industrial users.
0: For chipmaker TSMC, the annual cost of electricity will rise by nearly 5 billion NT. China steel corporation expects to pay an extra 800 million NT.
1: On Tuesday, the Taiwan Association of Machine Industry said that the price hike was much higher than anticipated and could impact pay raises for staff.
3: Taiwan will increase its power rates on July 1st. For heavy industrial users, rates will rise by 15%, jumping to 3.103 NT per kilowatt hour for high voltage consumption and 2.5707 NT for ultra high voltage. For Taiwan's 22,000 enterprises, the price hike comes as a huge blow.
2: You could say that we're shocked. If we're being honest, we didn't expect prices to rise so much. Tomorrow, we're discussing salary adjustments. They were originally thinking 6% or so. But now we have to consider the new power rates, so
3: we might have to shave off one percentage point. How much will the 15% increase impact industrial users? For market heavyweight TSMC, the power bill will rise by nearly 5 billion NT per year. China's steel corporation says it will pay an extra 800 million NT. However, most of Taiwan's small and medium-sized enterprises
2: will be spared from the price hike. 98% of small and medium enterprises use less than 1,000 kilowatt hours a month, so the price hike won't affect them. This will ease the impact on domestic demand. Industry reactions to
3: the price hike have been mixed. The government enacted a price freeze for sectors most affected by the pandemic, such as agriculture and fisheries, food, department stores, restaurants, cinemas, and gyms. However, hotels were left off the list, raising an outcry
2: from proprietors. We hardly have any guests now, so this is just adding insult to injury. We're having a very difficult time, so of course we hope to be included in the list for price freezes. The review committee kept saying that the borders would reopen soon. It said that business travelers and tourists would return, giving a boost to business hotels and easing the pressure of the power price hike. So yesterday, the committee did not add hotels to the list.
3: With hotels set to be hit with a price hike, many in the sector are crying foul. But for many Taiwan enterprises, the top concern is not the higher cost of power, but whether the grid can keep pace with
0: demand. Well, did you know hydrogen could be the fuel of the future? To mitigate the effects of climate change, net carbon zero is is a global goal. In Taiwan, achieving net zero by 2050 will rely on massive energy transition.
1: In March, the Industrial Technology Research Institute launched a new group of experts across many fields who are working on hydrogen technologies. Now ITRI has unveiled its blueprint for Taiwan's hydrogen revolution over the next 30 years.
3: He tosses a hydrogen storage container with ease. This container is just 40% of the weight of the traditional steel bottle. This is one of the inventions E-Tree hopes will help achieve net zero by 2050. It comes from a broad collaboration of e groups and
0: businesses.
2: Hydrogen power is a very important energy source to help us achieve our 2050 net zero sustainability goal. In the next 10 years, we will rapidly deploy the technologies we already have, and in the 20 years after that, we will develop new technologies. Although hydrogen power is a solution for the latter half of our plan, we should start to lay the foundations for it now. E-Tree's new hydrogen power technology blueprints include
3: energy production, vehicles, and related industries. It's working with Taiwanese companies like CPC, Thai Power, China Steel, and Mitac Cinex. They're all moving
2: to get ready for the hydrogen revolution.
1: We have many SMR.
2: We're using a lot of steam methane reforming to produce hydrogen. In the future, we will also use carbon capture, utilization, and storage, which ITRI is currently collaborating to develop. We may also turn waste hydrogen into hydrogen fuel. We
1: can the
2: with hydrogen, we can go electric and low-carbon as far as possible with our transport, especially large-scale passenger transport and freight that will be really useful in the long term. Taiwan's
3: government and industries are working together on energy transition. To help mitigate climate change, all Taiwan's new vehicles must be electric by 2050. Every year, 400,000 new electric cars could hit the road. A quarter of big vehicles like coaches and trucks could be powered by hydrogen fuel. E-Tree's new technologies are carving out a greener path for Taiwanese power.
1: The CECC reported 180 moderate to severe COVID cases on Tuesday. Most of the patients had cancer or a pre-existing chronic disease. One case that did not was a baby who developed MISC or multi-system inflammatory syndrome, in children. At just a year old, the boy is the youngest person in Taiwan to develop MISC as a COVID complication.
0: He has since recovered and been discharged from the hospital. Let's hear
2: from the CECC. The patient was diagnosed with COVID-19 on May 28th and made a smooth recovery. On June 17th, he began having intermittent fevers again. His family noticed that his lips had reddened, that he had developed a full-body rash, and that he had diarrhea. His fever did not subside after three days. On June 20th, he was taken to the emergency room and had his blood drawn. Doctors found that he had abnormally high levels of inflammation and suspected that this was due to MISC. After he was hospitalized, an ultrasound examination showed a slight enlargement of the coronary artery, which is also consistent with MISC. He then developed conjunctivitis, low blood pressure, cold sweats, and other symptoms in line with shock. He was treated with immunoglobulin and steroids during hospitalization, and his condition improved. He was then discharged on June 27th. He is the youngest of the 15 Misc cases we have found so far.
0: Also on Tuesday, the CECC reported 44,379 local COVID cases. It said the daily case count could fall below 10,000 by the end of July. But it also predicted that after August, the BA.4 and BA.5 Omicron subvariants will start to spread locally. People are advised to get boosted to bolster protection. In related news, Taiwan's first batch of Novavax is expected to arrive at the end of June and become available for use on July 14th. Vice President Lai Qingde was back at work Tuesday morning, two days after undergoing surgery for a herniated disc.
1: The vice president gave a one-hour address at a Rotary Club event. Speaking to journalists on the sidelines, Lai said his surgery was a success and that he was well on the mend.
3: Vice President Lai ching seems in high spirits as he heads toward the cameras with his companions. Even so, his slow gait didn't go unnoticed. Last Sunday, the vice president underwent lumbar disc microsurgery at Taipei Veterans General Hospital. He was discharged from the hospital on Monday and headed straight back to work the next
2: morning. I had a disc herniation between the fifth lumbar vertebra and the first sacral vertebra, and it was compressing the first sacral vertebra so I had surgery at Taipei Veterans General Hospital. The surgery went well and my recovery has been excellent. I'm very grateful to the public for its concern. I'd also like to ask everyone to mind their posture at work and in daily life in order to maintain good physical health.
3: Lai began experiencing lower back pain last year ahead of the four-in-one referendums. To keep up his campaign schedule, he used waist belts and painkillers for relief on the road. Last week, amid acute pain due
2: to a pinched nerve, he was admitted to the hospital for surgery. Previously, my discomfort was limited to the muscles. This time, my herniated disc pressed on a spinal nerve, producing a different degree of pain. Lai was back at work on Tuesday after just a day of recuperation. His first public
3: engagement was at a rotary club event.
2: I didn't expect the Vice President to be giving a speech here at the Rotary Club of Taipei Southeast first thing after his hospital discharge. Can I get a nice round of applause from everyone here? Thank you, Mr. Vice President, for all the love and affirmation. On behalf of President Tsai Ing-wen, I want to take this opportunity to thank all Rotarians across Taiwan." Lai spoke for an hour on economic
3: development in the post-pandemic era. As vice president, he's been a popular guest at clubs and associations. That popularity is reflected in the polls. In a survey conducted by myfromosa.com, Respondents were asked for their pick for Taiwan's next president. Lai had 33 percent of the vote, 2.1 percentage points higher than his rating last month. His closest rival, Hou Yi, was more than 13 percentage points behind, while Ko En-Ju placed third in the poll with 17.9 percent. Chen Jianren ranked fourth, while the KMT's Eric Chu came in last. But with more than two years to go before 2024, the presidential race is too early to call.
1: A new railway museum has opened in Nantou Shui Li Township. The railway's classroom has been built in an old school and features a realistic recreation of the inside of a classic train carriage.
0: It offers lots of other exhibits on local industries and history, giving visitors a wealth of Nanto culture to get stuck into.
3: This classroom has been made up as a model train carriage, complete with the picturesque view rolling by outside the window. Visitors can enjoy a replica of the famous Leopard Cat Banana Train and learn all about the many scenic spots along the Gigi Line. We've turned the final train station from old Checheng into an important tourist site. The railways classroom has been created in what was once Checheng Elementary School, After the school shut down in 2015, it was taken over by the Sun Moon Lake National Scenic Area Administration. Working with commercial partners, they pursued projects like reusable cups and free water fountains to bring life to the site. They entered a sustainable tourism contest, winning a silver award from the Global Green Destination Award and Certification
2: Program. We have done up this old churchung School which was abandoned. We've put in here these exhibits related to railways, timber and sustainable tourism. Of course, what's most important is that we're giving
3: tourists another place to get a meal. Sun Moon Lake officials want Chechen to be a portal into tourism in the wider area.
2: In the future, we hope this venue will be a starting point, which will bring tourists in and they can spill over to visit places like Shuili, Li, and even Xinyi.
3: The railways classroom is a must-visit for locomotion fans and local history buffs. Nantou officials hope it will become a cornerstone of sustainable tourism for
0: the whole country. Are you a big rice eater? A new variety of rice developed by Taidong experts is making waves. Taidong number no. 35 fragrant rice is said to smell creamy and it has won fans in Belgium and its first international outing.
1: Taidong Agricultural Research and Extension Station have sold the rights to the new variety to a producer. They hope it will soon be on plates across the country.
3: Fields glow golden yellow. The rice sways in the breeze, giving off a slight creamy scent.
2: It astonishes me. It has a very subtle, lovely aroma, like milk. It makes you want to stay a long time in the fields.
3: Even the farmers are taken aback at the scent of their own crop. After eight years in development, the new Taidong No. 35 rice has been unveiled by Taidong Agricultural Research and Extension Station. Earlier this year, it went to Belgium for the International Taste Institute taste test, receiving the Superior Taste Award.
2: The Taidong No. 35 Emperor rice won a lot of admiration from the judges. Its color, aroma, and taste are even better than Japanese rice. People didn't used to pay so much attention to rice. Now in Taiwan, we're more concerned about putting on weight, but more and more people are trying to eat the best rice when they do eat rice.
3: Normally, fragrant rice is said to smell a bit like taro, but Taidong number 35 is definitely on the milkier side of the olfactory spectrum. It doesn't need much fertilizer to grow thick and luxurious. It's also not prone to collapse or disease. The rice is plump and chewy and still delicious when cooled down.
2: It's gone from a Taidong Agricultural Research Station variety to being grown by farmers, to a brand promoted by a well-known company. I believe it can cause a big stir in the market.
3: After trial harvests, farmers are giving the golden rice the thumbs-up. The rights have been sold to a major Taiwanese rice producer.
1: Turning now to the weather, we've had several days of clear, cloudless skies across Taiwan, but that's soon about to change.
0: On Wednesday, southeasterly winds will bring intermittent showers to windward parts of the island, including Hualien, Taitung, the Henchun Peninsula and mountainous regions in southern Taiwan. As for this weekend, steady rain is in the forecast for Easter in southern Taiwan, as well as the outlying islands. Over in the South China Sea, a tropical disturbance is brewing and could strengthen into this season's third tropical storm by the end of the week. Another tropical disturbance southeast of the Philippines could also intensify later this week. The Central Weather Bureau says it expects three to four typhoons to hit Taiwan this year, which is within the normal range.